Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Alrighty then. I seem that we're going to start off. This is Robert Brining coming to you live. Actually, my intro for some reason is not uploaded correctly right now. So it didn't play. They just changed everything here. So again, you can listen to Pause Iron Radio. This is Robert. I apologize for the intro not starting. Um, uh, I'm uploading the process now, so I apologize for that. Thank you for joining me live. It is so good to be back here after uh, a few weeks off dealing with some personal matters and dealing with some new projects I'm working on. I do have a surprise co-host joining me today, so um, please help me welcome one of my favorite people, Brady Dal Morris. Hello. Hey, Robert. Hey, everybody. It is such a pleasure to be here today with Robert. Um, I'm actually coming to you live from Nashville. So uh, looking forward to this uh, great show today that we're going to be doing with Bruce and looking forward to hoping to get a lot of comments from you all, some questions that we can uh, throw at Bruce and see where U equals U has come to. Yes, I agree. And uh, for people listening, if you do have questions or comments and want to call in throughout the the show, you can reach us at 929-477-3572. Brady and I will be here uh, throughout the show taking your questions, and Bruce will be joining us shortly. So a lot of things have been happening uh, since the last time I came on. The International AIDS Conference happened in Amsterdam. I know a lot of our our tribe members and a lot of our our friends and fellow activists uh, attended that. Um, Brady, I know you were not one of them. Um, You were like me. We sat at home and watched everybody (laughs) wishing we were there. Yeah, we did. (laughs) Yes, we did, but no, a big shout-out. Yeah, we need to throw a big shout-out to Jansen and to Bruce for uh, for putting together the Youth Was Youth Scholars Program because they really kept everyone abreast of the latest uh, announcements being made, the new study uh, study results being given out. Um, they made it really easy, uh, not only Youth Was Youth Scholars Program this year, but also a big shout-out to uh, Matthew Hodson and uh, Mark King. They both made following the conference – for those who weren't there, um, it made us feel like we were there. So big shout-out to them and, and a big thanks. Yeah, yeah. Once um, I realized this was the date we were coming back and kind of everybody was just getting back to this last week from the conference, and uh, the, the biggest thing that I saw on social media was the U equals U scholars, and I wasn't really familiar about it uh, with them and what it was. So uh, you are more familiar with that, um, you know, because you work kind of tight with the U equals U campaign at and Bruce, correct? Uh, yeah, I am. But uh, honestly, <laughs> this was a program. This was a program. I know that Bruce, being as passionate as he is, he was wanting to bring the global face of U equals U to IAS um, and bring representatives from around the world. And um, it was then that I believe that he reached out and Jansen stepped in and said, "We fully support this," and and made it happen. So. So it was great to watch, great to watch throughout the week. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It was it was good to see. Um, I was jealous that I wasn't there, especially in Amsterdam Likewise. of all places. <laughs> right. But I know a lot of our friends oh, and no. fellow um, 
you know, fellow tribe members like Becky and Kamari over there and representing and Jalove and all that good stuff. So it was just good to see them out there representing. And they were marching the streets and things like that. I saw lots of chants and stuff. It, it, it was it was cool. It was very inspiring. And, you know, having worked with the Yugoshu campaign from from almost the ground up, just getting to see where it's gotten to today globally is it's it's so moving. Um, there's really not adequate words to, to describe how personally moving it is. And I can only imagine for Bruce coming up, you know, from the day when his doctor told him that he couldn't transmit. And he's like, why don't everyone, why doesn't everyone know this? And he took on the equals you campaign um, headstrong. Uh, it's just uh, mind boggling to wrap our heads around how it is so global. And that's what happened at IAS. U equals U is now a, a fully official global movement. So there's um, from that a lots of questions for Bruce coming up here in a minute. Yeah, sounds good. So actually, Bruce is sitting here hanging on the line. So let's go ahead and bring, uh, bring uh, Bruce Richmond on. Bruce, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I, I, I hear, um, in addition to, to, to Robert, I hear, uh, is that Brady on the line? It's awesome. Yes, sir. It's the one and oh. only. How are you doing? <laughs> Some of my favorite well, people. Well, we're glad to have you today, Bruce. We are so glad to have you on today. Oh, well, I'm I'm happy to be here. Thanks for thanks for having me. You know, I love talking about U equals U. I I don't shut up. So any opportunity I get, I'm happy to happy to share it. So, so Bruce, uh, uh, Brady spoke a little bit about it. I know uh, you were on the show before, and we kind of spoke about the history of U equals U, but for people who are not tuning in, because one of the things I focused on uh, when I was promoting was that if you're out there and you're sexually active and you don't know what U equals U is, you need to tune into the show and find out what it is. So can you just kind of explain it and break it down in kind of layman's terms so people can understand exactly what it is and, and, and how it, it affects them? Sure, sure. U equals U. It, well, it's two things. It's a message, and it's also a movement. So th the message part is that there's a there's overwhelming scientific evidence, more than we need, to prove that a person living with HIV who is on antiretroviral treatment and is taking their medication as prescribed has a vir an undetectable viral load. If people don't know that, that means it, an undetectable viral load means your your the HIV in your body is suppressed so low by the medication that it can't be detected by tests. And most people can get to an undetectable viral load if they stay on medication. So when you have an undetectable viral load, it not only keeps you healthy, it also means you cannot transmit HIV to sexual partners. And that's, that's a revolution. It's not actually really new science. It's something that has been, been known and kind of discussed in the, in the HIV medical and scientific community for a while, but now it's science that has been kind of unequivocally proven. And then on the other hand, um, the, the message or the movement part of it is the group of us who got together very early on in 2016 to make sure that this science gets to the people it's meant to benefit. Because the science is, you know, it's, it's a scary message to tell people with HIV that, oh, you don't need to use condoms anymore. As long as you're taking your medications, you're, you're just like everybody else. You can have sex and to worry about spreading HIV. That was a very controversial and still is a very controversial and heated topic for many different reasons in the field. So we had to, we had to bust our asses to get that message out, really. I mean, and, and you know, like, like Brady did in, in, um, with, the, uh, with, with Nashville Department of Health, he, we've advocated and pushed 
really, really hard, you know, to, to get this message out and to get influential organizations to say, yes, it's true. And they really started doing that back in the summer of 2016. We started, the movement started to take off based in New York City. And I know, yeah, Brady was with me every, every minute of the day along this, this journey. I know, Robert, you've been involved too. So um, the growth has been tremendous. So there you go. It's two things. It's a message and it's a movement. And the movement is still happening to get that message out. We still have to keep pushing. And in some places, really fighting to get this message to the people that need to hear it. Well, I have to tell you, Bruce, I think that it's amazing the job that you all are doing. You know, I know that you're kind of the face of this, but it's, there's a lot of people. It's an army that's doing all this work. And I just commend you all for getting the message out there because it's something that we, as people living with HIV, have always heard. Um, and kind of to have that conversation with somebody it's kind of hard considering with stigma and sex and, and now having this U equals U so globally. I mean, I'm at work and my coworkers are like, yo, I was just on Snapchat. Do you know what this, this U equals U means? And I started laughing and I'm like, that's hilarious that you saw that on Snapchat as like the news or something that was on her Snapchat that popped up. I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, this is something, a movement that's going on in my community. And, and I, I talked to her about it. So, I mean, it's starting conversations oh, okay. beyond where, you are physically, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's really, it's really great to hear. We get that kind of feedback as well. And it's great when it actually reaches out outside of the LGBT community or outside the HIV AIDS bubble into kind of mainstream and people starting to hear about it. Um, we need to do a better job of getting into mainstream, but it's, it's, it's starting to reach out. It's starting to reach out. And now it legitimizes something that many you know, not, I wouldn't say many people with HIV knew. I'd say some people were, were fortunate to know this before uh, 2016, but it, it helps support um, all of us in our, our efforts to reduce stigma and to have the kind of relationships and sex and conceive babies without fear now. You know, we, we have that proof. So, Bruce, I'm curious. What do you think was the, was the biggest part or the biggest kind of um, – celebration for you equals you at IAS this year? Well, I would say two things. I can't say just, well, from the community right. perspective, another, another there's so many. I'll spend an hour. It's so exciting. I mean, the community perspective was the biggest celebration, just being able to be with people from all over the world. It's now in almost 100 countries, and I would say there's probably 40 countries people from 40 different countries represented at, at, um, at, at IES and who are a part of the campaign. And so just being with them, I, I didn't get to, I didn't get to spend a lot of time with any kind of one person particularly because it, we had so many different meetings and um, there were a lot of speaking uh, panels and speaking engagements that, 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 you know, I had to, 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 to be on and stuff. So I didn't, I didn't get as much of a, a bonding as a, as like we do at USCA and stuff, but um uh, but then on the science side, I mean, the major thing, I think the biggest, the biggest research story out of, out of Amsterdam was, was related to, to all of us. It was the, the Partner 2 study. And the, the principal investigator, or the co-principal investigator and author, Allison Roger, was tremendously generous and, and wonderful to our campaign. You know, a few weeks ago, uh, she brought the idea to the executive committee to mention U equals U in their press release. 
and also during their presentation. And that's a huge thing for a research presentation to mention a grassroots campaign or a nonprofit or even a nonprofit in their in, in their presentation. And she th this is all online. And you can see that she she ended the press release. Uh, with a tribute saying U equals U, that the science uh, uh, supports U equals U. And then she, she said she pays tribute to prevention access campaign, to our organization, to all of us, really, for this. And the, um, and the, she did the same thing in the presentation, um, you know, in this huge room. And, 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 and the crux of it is, so she's connecting the, the results of the science to the campaign that is getting the science out to the community. And the results of the science were, very, very clear, she said, that the risk is zero. And she said the time for excuses is over. Um, so when you have the, you know, the long-anticipated study of her partner showing the risk is zero, and that's based on, on, on uh, 77,000 condomless sex acts. Um, and, you know, it, it, if you look at it statistically, that means that there would have to, a person would have to have sex with an HIV-positive person once a week without condoms for, for 420 years to be at risk for infection, that means the risk is, is zero. And that's just from one study. And you look at HPTN052 and the other studies in opposites attract, and you'd have to have sex for even more years before you, you know. And, and so it, it, it was very exciting. It feels like we, case closed on whether the, the risk right. is zero or not. You know, case closed. Right. It was amazing it, to have her connect that science to what we do really helps to validate our work and, um, and, and helps us to continue to make sure that this, this message is heard. The fact that we had that kind of endorsement uh, from, from the, the partner study is really important. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, absolutely. I mean, we, we saw it here in the U.S. kind of with the, with the uh, relationship that Prevention Access Campaign has had with NIH through – uh, Dr. Dickenbach and Rancourt, um, that when we're able to connect the, the science to the community and the community understand the science, it is a beautiful thing. And we've, we've seen that as People's U has gone global. Um, so my next question would be, with the Partner 2 study results coming out, do you think now that we can finally put, you know, is U equal U valid, we can put that, that argument to rest, and, and then what would be the next step? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think any, no one can argue. Well, they will. They'll argue. <laughs> They'll argue with the science, believe me. But they're going to lose. They're going to lose. There's no argument anymore whether the, whether the risk is zero. When someone is undetectable, they're untransmittable. I mean, it was, it, it's a part of the partner record now at, at IAS. It's a part of their press release, their official statement, U equals U. So what, we're, what's, what people are going to come at us now on is, they're going to say, well, are you really undetectable? And at any minute, your viral load can go up to infectious levels. So that's what we're hearing now. And so when we – and it doesn't happen. It does not happen. If you take your medication as prescribed and you get your viral load test regularly, like twice a year, you can live your life without fear. But then there's going to be these people, and, and Brady, we know who they are in the United States for sure, right. that they're going to come after uh -huh. us and say that. And, what we, and so when we talk about it, and I actually just spoke about this to someone from the Federal Health Department at IAS, is that it's very important not to, to leave that window open, not to say something like, well, you just need to be sure you're undetectable, so you have to get your medications. That will be taken as 
by someone, you know, that'll be taken as someone as you might not be undetectable at any moment. So if you're going to right. say something like, you've got to be sure you're undetectable by getting your labs done, follow it really quickly by, and if you're adherent, you don't need to worry. People, you know, your viral load would go up if you're not adherent. That's when your viral load goes up. If you stop taking your medication, it will go up. But if you take your medication, you know, as prescribed, and you stay in care, you don't have to worry about it. So we have to be very careful about that language because we're already seeing it. Once they were attacking us first on the risk is not zero. Now they're coming after us on, well, how do you know you're undetectable at any moment? It's, it's, they're relentless people. And there's a small handful of these people, but, you know, at least in the United States, but they're all around the world. And you'd be surprised how tightly they'll hang on to stigmatizing us. They won't right. let it go. They won't let it go. One of them is a journalist in the United States. And, um, and I thought he came around, but it looks like he hasn't. And I feel very sad about that. And I really hope he does. Um, and at some point, you know, uh, celebrate this message rather than obscure and, and kind of build anxiety around the message. Um, we'll, we're going to be working on that. <laughs> you know, you guys know what I'm talking about, probably, but I won't mention sure. it. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. You know, Bruce, mm -hmm. one of the things I wanted to kind of talk about is I, I met with a fellow activist, Melissa, who I, you know, kind of, we lost touch in the last few years, and she was in the area, and I met up with her, and then we were talking about you equals you, and she is a, you know, a straight female with children, and one of the things that she was curious about was how does you equals you affect women and breast milk and transmission? Oh, that's, that's a really good question. And we brought that up at our pre-conference, uh, at our conference in, in Amsterdam. It's, it's, there have been cases of transmission, so uh, through, through breast milk, because it, there's a different kind of tissue um, in, in, in the breast that, that it, in the, uh, the virus, it, it, it interacts differently than, than in regular um, areas or other areas of the body. And so there have been transmissions. So it's very, very low. It's extremely low risk of transmission. But, um, and and the, the guidelines are different based on different parts of the world. So you'll see, you know, guidelines in the United States, Canada, um, where formula is available, the guidelines not to um, – you know, against breastfeeding, but then in other parts of the world, um, you know, it, where, you know, there, there isn't the formula, it, it's, there's more of an encouragement to do so. So it, it's an area that, that definitely needs more attention, attention, just like um, uh, transmission through sharing needles and then injection drug use. Yeah, because one of the questions she was asking me was, is there, she wasn't sure if there was actual studies that were done through um, the breast milk and transmission and things of that nature. So she's like, can you ask him this for me? And I was like, of course I will, you know, because it's something oh, yeah. that she hasn't really uh, dealt with. Yeah, there's a great article on our news. Uh, actually, it's, not, it's, a, it's just in our undetectable is untransmittable resources section. And um, there's a great article from Katie, Canadian AIDS Treatment Information Exchange on U equals U and uh, breastfeeding or, or chest feeding. Um, that I, I think would be, be helpful. Sure. If you could share that with me, you could do it through messenger or whatever, and I'll, I'll let her see that. And, and you said that there are studies or there aren't studies for people who inject drugs. No, no, there, there aren't any studies. There's a lot of ethical issues of sort of, of following people who inject drugs. Well, I should say there are no studies that I know about. It's possible there's something going on that, that we don't know about, but we have, um, you know, looked into it and tried to, to see if we have some kind of data around that. 
but it's you know a problem if you're gonna you, you know you're following a uh, you know there's ethical problems with working with with yeah. people who are currently injecting drugs. So yeah, more than likely they're probably curious. not on. <laughs> yeah, Brady. Uh, I was just gonna say, Bruce, I'm curious. Um, so now, are, what is going to be prevention access campaigns? Focus going into the rest of 2018 and the beginning of 2019. Are we are, are we gonna are y'all gonna keep just pushing the message, educating, or um, I believe it was I don't know if it was Pietro Vernaza or Gus Carnes. I read one article about how you equals you could even be probably possibly promoted and begin pushing for as a global viral suppression campaign. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's really exciting. I mean, I think that's a, on, on, on a global scale. That's really where we where we need to go is using this science, using this information to um, to inspire an you know an activism movement, so that viral load testing and you know is 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 a is a basic human right, and it's something that we need for preventing HIV. So I think there that's where the global. Uh, community, U equals U community is going to be moving, and that'll be a really important part of of our work. I know there's now lower uh, lower price viral load testings that are available, and we need to move towards a serum viral load testing, which is um, which can which is a lower which can can uh, detect lower levels of virus versus like there's the spot. Uh, spot testing, which is like oh, I think a, a thousand only. So there's a lot of different areas that need to be addressed in, in viral load testing, and and that will be a priority. Part of our work is is really supporting our partners going forward. Where there are so many partners now, and they grow every day. But to to be able to support them. So for instance, there'll be an organization in you know um, in Slovenia that will need need research or need ideas about expanding the program or what do you do when someone says there's still virus in the semen or what do you, you know, like the same issues are, are coming up all over the world and we want to help. We don't want people, we want to make sure people don't reinvent the world, the, the wheel, but they, they have right. a place to come for resources and support because some of these people are like the, are the only people in their countries that are trying to do this and they're actually risking their safety. You know, I mean, we see in the United right. States, like folks very early on risking their personal reputations and their professional reputations to say this, you know, back in New York, New York City, back here with, with you know, with Dimitri, Josh and Barry Penner and folks that came out and said this, you know, when they could have been, you know, fired to do so if it was wrong. But now, right. now we're seeing folks who are saying this in their lives, they're risking their lives to be out and HIV positive and to be out or to be gay and HIV positive. So we really want to support them and you know, the higher income countries in this campaign, I think, have a responsibility to help the activists in the lower income countries that are really struggling to get the truth out. And they, you know, so, so that's another area that we're, you know, I guess it's being a, being a, a better support, being, being able to provide better services. And we don't have to fight as much for the science. We don't have to fight for the science anymore. We've got the backup. Now it's about helping our communities disseminate that science and making sure everyone has the diagnostics and the services to be able to, to benefit from it. Awesome. Well, all right. Coming up next, we have the HIV scoop with Josh Robbins. Y'all stick around. We have got more questions for Bruce. We have a caller on the line and we'll get back to them right after the HIV scoop. 
This is the all-new HIV Scoop with Josh Robbins, exclusively for Pause I Am Radio. This week's buzzworthy sexual health news in under two minutes. Here's Josh Robbins with this week's HIV Scoop. Hey, what's up? Robert, where have you been? Thank you, brother, for deciding to come back and see us. We have missed you. Oh, we have missed you on Sundays. And there's some big things that have happened. At hashtag age2018, which, which went on, Robert, while you were on hiatus, let me tell you, this conference put out some really big news stories, some of which that I was able to scoop thanks to Dr. Fauci, but some that was really surprising. The first one, U equals U, it's fact, it's scientific fact. Allison Rogers uh, even said it at the end of her presentation because Partner 2 came out and there were zero HIV transmissions from someone undetectable. It is validated. There is no more discussion or argument that needs to happen. It's done. U equals U, undetectable equals untransmittable, and we're finally free. This is what freedom feels like. Woo! Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, the next uh, study that came out was PrEP on demand. This is very interesting. Instead of taking PrEP as a daily pill, you could take two, pre- uh, two pills before you have sex, and then uh, one pill for two days, one pill per day for two days after the sexual act. They show the same efficacy. There were zero transmissions in that as well. So that was big news. Now, that was only a one, a one of the three years that that study will be going on. So we're still going to watch that and, and take care of uh, making sure that, that the data is sound all three years. But those are two of the big things that happened. And the third one, Robert, yes, the HIV scoop went live on Facebook. Did you did you catch it? If not, be watching this week. Anyway, I'm Josh Robbins. This is the exclusive HIV Scoop for Pause I Am Radio. And there you have it. Thank you, Josh, for uh, the exclusive HIV Scoop. Uh, Robert Brining back here live, Pause I Am Radio, with my surprise co-host, Brady Delmaris, our guest, Bruce Richmond of U Equals U, uh, movement and campaign, and I have a caller, so let's go ahead and bring the caller on, and let's see if they're ready to talk. Caller, you're on the air. Who's this? And they hung up, so I guess they were not ready to talk. So as we move on, uh, Bruce, one of the <laughs> things that he was talking about in the HIV scoop um, was that prep on demand. What are your thoughts on that? You know, I really don't – I. I don't know about it. I, um, I, I'll probably learn more about it um, coming up, but my, my plate was really full focusing on, on U equals U. I do know about PrEP in the context of U equals U. I know about uh, that PrEP isn't necessary when someone who is undetectable uh, has uh, – someone who's on HIV treatment has an undetectable viral load. Um, I know that, that you know, PrEP could be helpful if someone is not being adherent to their medication, if their HIV-positive partner isn't being adherent. PrEP might be helpful if um, just for a sense of additional security, you know, um, and also obviously if, if the HIV-negative person is having sex outside of that relationship, PrEP won't uh, protect that person from other people who have HIV. But between an, uh, someone who is undetectable and their HIV-negative partner, there's, there's no medical reason to, to be on PrEP. But, you know, just to also say, like, you know, during this last three years, I, my focus was very, very narrow. I, I really didn't learn a lot about other issues in the field or anything in the world. Um, 
was Trump even elected president? I don't know. But I just um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. But uh, I didn't really pay attention too much. I didn't, you know, because it, it couldn't. I just couldn't. There was nothing else in my life except this, getting that risk assessment message changed. You know, making sure that got changed. And once that change is change was changed, it affects so much in the field. Um, and now I feel like I can relax a bit more and kind of pay attention to other, inter, you know, kind of intersecting issues with with U equals U. Well, Bruce, I have to say the hard work has definitely paid off. I can see over the last three years of of you doing this, you were you were named Healthline HIV Influencers 2017 Person of the Year and uh, HIV Plus Magazine uh, number one most amazing HIV positive person in 2018. Um, it's amazing work that you're doing and you're being recognized for it. And I know sometimes you get a lot of backlash. People saying that, because I remember you were live, and I, I think you were at the conference there, and you were saying that, you know, people see that it's not relatable to them. This message doesn't, doesn't fit that their, you know, their lifestyle or whatever the thing was, they couldn't relate to it. And I remember posting in that chat saying, like, if you're having sex, this is relatable to you. Like, that's the only thing that makes it, you know what I mean, that, that, that this is about. It's not about your race or, or how you got here. It's about you having sex. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think a lot of the pushback didn't have to do with any kind of deep thought about what the message is or the science. Uh, mm. It had to do more with, um, you know, people can, just don't like things that are, you know, building in their in their field, and sometimes they like to tear. It's easier to throw grenades than to help build a house. And so we, you know, and, 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 um, and just to kind of, you know, it, it, any anybody living with HIV, exactly, anyone who has sex or even just anyone living with HIV needs this information. It is our right to this information. And anyone who is gatekeeping this information from us is committing an act of violence against us. You know, we had transgender leaders telling us this wasn't right for their girls because their girls have too much to going on and it would be too confusing for them. Yet their very own community was was learning this and getting angry that they're not being told. And so you end up having this handful of leaders, the kind of concentrated power in the hands of a few um, in our field, because, you know, it's a small field, uh, that are making these decisions, gatekeeping for other people. And, you, and, and the end result is they're, they're, they're with, withholding this information from their own communities. And that's kind of what made me the most uh, angry and disappointed over the last few years is uh, is is to see that um, that that imbalance of power, um, and but it's changing. I mean, we had two of the the most incredible transgender women in the global women, um, Dina Bonds and Erica Castellanos, um, both opening and closing the Amsterdam conference, and both of them said we need everyone to know you equals you. And Dina Dina even said that this is especially going to help. And, and, and save the lives of, of sex workers. Uh, yeah, in the right. United States, we had, you know, so it's like this really, a lot of gatekeeping, a lot of folks who act as though they represent other people's interests, and, and it has nothing to do with the science. It has nothing to do with whether this message is important for, for our bodies and for us to know. It's more about power, you know, and about uh, people, uh, you know, I don't know. I could go into the, a, a, I could go into this forever, but it's natural. I don't, I don't really blame people. It's upsetting, but it, it's natural in any kind of social system where new 
new innovative ideas and new people come in, uh, systems tend to reject change. They reject innovation, um, even if that innovation and change is good for them and their communities. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally, Bruce, it does. Um, shift gears a little bit to go back uh, to talk about some things that have, I've seen on Twitter lately and in the uh, and being, been hearing in the HIV community the um, with like in the epidemic plans coming out and other communities focusing on uh, ending the epidemic, we're seeing a lot of stuff on PrEP and PEP and nothing on you equals you. And can you, can you, can you kind of talk about where that, where the issue lies in, in, in between the two and the value, the valuation of, of the two campaigns? I think there's a little bit of a misunderstanding that we're trying to, that some of us are trying to attack PrEP and PEP, which is not the case at all. Um, but do you mind um, embellishing a little bit more on that? Sure. Be- beautifully said, uh, Brady. It's like it, it, we're not trying to attack that exactly. We're just trying to get you equals you, or however you want to to, to call it, uh, to be a priority. Um, when you see, you know, I, I recently saw Prep was on the the agenda in the t- table of contents for this uh, new document that's being drafted. And, and U equals U was sort of hidden in eighth paragraph, you know, in the eighth paragraph. I thought, so what this is saying is that PrEP is more important to get into the hands of people than to tell people with HIV, hundreds of thousands of us who are suffering because we believe that we're still a risk. PrEP is it's more important to get PrEP into their hands than to tell people U equals U. And it's um, a signal loud and clear from the United States for quite a while. Um, I remember I tried to get U equals U uh, a workshop at a prep conference a few years ago, and one of the coordinators said, why would you have prep? Why would you have U equals U at a prep conference? U equals U is for positive people. That's like having prep at a positive conference for positive positive living conference. So there's this misunderstanding, I think. So the signal is, yes, the signal is very clear that prep is a priority. Um, I think that comes from a few things. One is, you know, the world is run by HIV negative people and PrEP is for HIV right. negative people to right. have the kind of sex they want. It's an incredible tool. It's an incredibly powerful prevention tool. So that has been, that's the focus. Um, I think there's been a lot of funding for PrEP. PrEP's been around a bit is longer than U equals U. Uh, and and I, I also, I, I think it's it's just, you know, it's it's a, it's a very different mindset to think about. You're, we're changing the definition of what it means to live with HIV. We're making HIV something wholly different. We're making HIV something that can be totally safe, and 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 stigma free and fearless. And and so it's just it's just it, it's taking a while for people to come around. And I think whenever I try to bring that up, as you might have seen recently on Twitter. Um, with a good friend of mine in the UK, it seems like we're attacking PrEP. Um, and, and, you know, it, 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 one more thing, though. What, what, what upset, we're not saying PrEP needs – PrEP is very important. PrEP needs to be on the agenda. It's just that PrEP, PrEP cannot be a headline in U equals U in the paragraph 8. U equals U needs to be a headline. And U equals U is actually even more important to, to – to, our lives to, to changing lives immediately. No one is dying right now because they don't have prep. Do you know anyone who's like suffering and dying because they don't have prep? I know people who are suffering and dying because they're being told that they're risk, they're being told that they're infectious. They're being killed. They're being, they're turning to 
to substance abuse, to suicide. It is an emergency to get people U equals U. It is not an emergency to get people prep. It's, does that make sense? Do I sound like a prep hater? Because I don't want to sound like a prep hater. But, uh, prep hater. But you, say that to, you say that to someone who is obsessed with prep, and they're like, oh, you know, prep is just as important, and prep reduces stigma as well. And you, you just get into these, 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 you know, kind of, it's this, this obsession with prep. There's this obsession with it that it is like, it is the way to end the epidemic. And it's one way. Yeah, it's, it's one part of it. Treatment, getting people on treatment is a more effective way to end the epidemic and change our lives, save lives immediately. So right. like, like long, said, long story. Only, yeah, the dual purpose you know, that, it, that it not only will help stop you know, new, new transmissions and new acquisitions of HIV, but more importantly, it transforms the lives of those of us living with the virus, you know, allowing us, like you said in the beginning of the interview, um, being able to have babies naturally and just being able to, to open ourselves up to love, to feel worthy of, of love again is an amazing and empowering feeling that, has, that was taken from many of us that you equals you gives back to us. So, so it's, I understand. <laughs> I understand. I hope it conveys and, and some of our listeners are getting that today too. Beautifully said. Absolutely beautifully said. You know, I think it's it's when when someone is not living with with HIV, it's very hard to understand that fear, fear and shame, for so many of us is is present in every intimate moment. All these intimate moments, you know, you you go on a date with someone, or you want you you know you want to have sex with someone, you want to conceive children. There's that fear. Oh, I could transmit HIV. I'm infectious. I'm diseased. I'm you know, and and or, or now I have to disclose to someone that I'm dating, are they going to reject me? Or my family's going to reject me. My, fa- my mother won't hug me. All these sort of things that we hear is it's a, U equals U erodes that stigma. And it's just information. It's free. PrEP enables people who are HIV negative to have the freedom of sexuality, to not fear getting HIV from anyone. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's not the same as U equals U, and it has to stop being equated as being the same, or and it stop has, to be, be, has to stop prioritizing it as being more important. It's an affront to people with HIV who are alive, and it's an affront to those that we lost. Well said, well said. Yes, I agree. Um, you know, one of the things I wanted to do is, uh, Bruce, I'm not sure if you were, um, uh, if you uh, ever crossed paths with uh, Jeff Allen or Robert Reynolds down in Florida. Uh, no, but should I? Oh, no, I'm just curious if you were, they they were, um, I'm sorry? Positive living is when that would have happened. Yeah, but now that I think about it, um, Bruce was at this one. Bruce was at, wasn't at, was at this one, but Jeff wasn't. And I don't know if Robert was there, but, uh, Robert Reynolds and Jeff Allen were two very amazing activists, um, that have passed away over uh, the last few weeks that we were off air. Um, and they were very active in Florida and in, and in ADAP, uh, they were very, uh, for me, they were very spunky men. Um, you know, they were, they were very uh, loud in the the town halls and very, uh, used their voice to kind of really show people that it is important and, and we, 
need to speak. They were on the Hill. They were fighting, you know, talking to senators and, and just fighting for everything and for years. And, and, you know, one of them had uh, an illness. The other one, it was a freak accident. Um, and I just kind of wanted to spend a couple minutes talking about them. Um, so, um, Bruce, I, I want you to learn a little bit about them uh, since you, you, you may not have crossed paths with them. Um, Robert was somebody who I actually met in ADAP um, at, when I was a board member at the ADAP Advocacy Association Summit in 20, uh, 2009. It was actually the first time that I was speaking. Um, and uh, Brandon Maxada asked me to come down there and share my story about uh, starting Paws I Am in the radio show. And I remember being super nervous and going to the bathroom and, and Robert was in there, and he saw that I was kind of distraught and upset and, and, and kind of just uncomfortable. And he looked at me, and he's like, don't worry, man, you got this. He's like, you already have an awesome name. That's all you need. You know what I mean? And gave me a big hug. And I remember that moment because in that time of me needing um, to find the strength, you know, he took the moment to see that I was hurting and to help me. And, you know, he was just one of those great, amazing men that I've, I've met through this journey of sharing my HIV story. Uh, Brady, did you know Robert? Uh, yeah, just to throw a, a little anecdote in there. I can't remember if it was Robert or Jeff, but one of them did a presentation at Positive Living about Mr. Friendly. And one of the audience members in that presentation just happened to be Stephen Bloodworth, who brought Mr. Friendly to Nashville uh, and created the Team Friendly Tennessee. And so – Robert and Jeff's work translated all the way from Florida to Nashville. It created the advocate that I have become. So it's it's the power of one. You never know who you're speaking to and, and how you're going to motivate someone and how that's going to motivate someone else to want to step up and, and share their story and and help push the message forward. So so even today in, in ways that they were not, weren't even aware of, uh, before they passed away, their light continues to shine and their work continues through those of us whose lives they didn't know they touched, um, but they did. So um, just a, a big shout out to them and, and all the work that they have done in Florida, and uh, we're going to greatly miss them. Yeah, I do want to um, send some love to, to Jeff's partner, um, Jim. Um, he uh, is an amazing man. I met these guys at Positive Living at my first one. So you guys have been to Positive Living. You know how amazing that conference is. And to go there and um, Jim was speaking and, and selling his book, and I immediately, you know, wanted to support somebody who was living with HIV and helping others. So I bought the book. You know, Jim's been on the show. Jeff's been on the show. And I just posted Jeff's interview. And I, I sat down and I listened to it today. Um, not today, I'm sorry, yesterday. And it, Jeff was so amazing. I mean, he spoke about – opening up to his nephews and sharing, uh, you know, talking about having safe sex to his nephews and, and how that conversation was something he felt he needed to do as an uncle, you know, it was kind of, you know, hit home with me. And he talked about meeting his partner and, it, you know, these guys were just amazing. And I remember sitting in a hotel room with them and we were hanging out, uh, talking about sharing stories, things like that. And, you know, Jeff and, and Jim looking at me and telling me that they were like passing me the torch you know what I mean, that they were here to kind of blend everything and make sure the transition was smooth. And, you know, this was years ago, and I thought it was kind of, like, crazy. And, you know, just to hear about the passing of these two guys, they were amazing men. And, you know, Jeff started the Positive Champion um, a Speaking Bureau down in Florida, which does amazing work. And they're just 
you know, it just it's awesome that these guys, um, you know, touched me and I was able to, to to meet them. And you know, I just miss them and send love to their family and friends. So I just want to thank you all for, you know, taking a moment just to remember them because they were great guys. So Bruce, I just want to get back to you real quick. I know you're kind of just sitting there, but I um I want uh, people to know where they can find you, where they can find information on U equals U, and where um, you know, w- w- where they can follow you. Because you're a busy man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that that was a beautiful tribute. That was thanks for for taking the time to do that. I, I respect that a hundred percent. That's beautiful. Um, in terms of, of finding me, the best the best thing to do is is to come to our Facebook group. We have a really a really active Facebook group. U equals U, obviously U, and with the equals spelled out. And then also to our website at. Um, preventionaccess.org and that's A-C-C-E-S-S.org or you could just go to U equals U.org um, and spell out the equals. Those are two ways to get to the same website. You could also follow us on Twitter. When you go to our website, you have our links to our YouTube channel, um, Twitter, and we just started an Instagram account. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I think that's the best way to connect. Um, our community on our Facebook, I know both of you are uh, – awesome part of our, our Facebook group and it's it's pretty pretty lively. Um, and then if you're somewhere like today, we just had the Swaziland positive Swa- the Swaziland network of young positives. So young positive people in Swaziland just just sign on to the campaign. That's so and it's amazing. It's every day like we just so if you're in another country and you want to find out other organizations or groups that have signed on and so that means that they're committed to U equals U. You can come to the community page on our website, and there's a, a map. And just zero, like zoom in on the map in your country or your state or wherever, and you can find allies. And this is all about allies. Everything we've done has been collaboration. I mean, we had you know one staff person for two, almost two and a half years, and you know none of this. I mean, all of it, all of it was working together. You can't you know, and 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 just these awesome collaborations. So. Go to the website. You can find partners through our on the map that are you know that are located near you, and you can also find them in our uh, in our on our Facebook group on uh, well, Bruce, where and you Twitter. Know, if you're a, Bruce, if you're a member of the community, or if you're an advocate, or somewhere someone in the age of the community, where uh, where are you going to be next? Where where's the next possibility to see you speak? Oh my gosh! Okay, you really want to know? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I just. I was okay, really kind of hitting the USDA. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, USCA is is uh, is coming up September fourth to ninth. I mean, it's like literally like Chicago, Ottawa, New Orleans, Orlando, Fort Walton, Rome, Jackson, Mississippi, Lisbon, Portugal, New York, New York, Madrid, wow. Auckland, Wellington, wow. Christchurch, New Zealand, Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne, Australia, Austin, Texas, Kansas City. Kansas, and that's just up through November. So it's like it's really exciting. I absolutely love it. I, this is incredible because like to meet people that are doing this work all around the world, um, and I'm like tired all the time and jet lagged. But uh, but it's really it's well, like you know that. Jesus. A year ago, you remember Brady? Like I had no money. I was borrowing money to pay rent and to run the campaign. I was walking my friend's dog. You know, I was like I, I, I was trying to. We had nothing. We had no. Well, we had some money. We had some money, but it was just enough to barely run things. And people were undercutting our funding. It was really rough. And 
everything's changed all of a sudden. And, and, and I feel like I can breathe and, um, and, and just well, enjoy it a lot change, more. Speaking of know? change, is there not coming up at USCA, United States Conference on AIDS uh, in Orlando, there is going to be a whole track on you equals you this year, correct? Yes. Yes. Thanks for saying that. There's a, there's a uh, full track. So there's, there's four workshops, two hours each, and they'll be really, I think they'll be really interesting. I mean, you know, uh, one is on sort of the basics of U equals U, and another one is how do you communicate U equals U, so sort of communication skills. And then there's one on Mark King's article, what about the 7,000? Are we shaming people who are not undetectable? And I think that'll be fascinating. And then there's one also about um, integrating uh, a, a, a social justice and reproductive justice framework into you equals you, which I think will also, I think it'll all be really interesting. I'm excited to be, you know, actually like an observer in some of them, a participant. Right. Um, I who's mean, going to you that today? That's a major change from fighting from, I remember days when you were fighting to be on conference agendas to now there's a whole track. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's a, that's change. That's progress. Yeah. I just hope, you know, you know, when we were fighting, and getting angry that we weren't on the agenda and kind of, you know, doing what activists do to get on the agenda. Right. I hope people realize we did what had to be done and they move on and they, for, you know, forgive us for whatever we had to do. Um, we never did anything like that awful, but, you know, like we had to go above people's heads to the bo- you know, the top boss and say, you're not doing this, your job, or we had to threaten to put things in the newspaper. You know, we, there's a bunch of stuff we had, to, we found in, you know, a lot of stuff that tactics we don't need to go into, well, but you, nothing you was. Best, you summed it up best by what? saying it's what, you summed it up best by saying that's what we advocates and activists do. It's what we have to do. And it's yeah. what you did yeah. from, from the grassroots up. And, and so now we are where we are today. It's amazing. Well, that, yeah. that is true. First, um, we actually are down to the last minute. So I want to thank you for uh, joining us today, and it was so great to see you. I just want to tell you that I admire and, and respect you so much. Um, what you're doing is awesome, and I just can't wait to to see you again and to, and to hear you speak. Um, you know, it, it's awesome. I'm hoping to be a positive living, so I really hope that uh, I'll see you there. Oh, fantastic. Oh, I can't wait to see you too. I really hope you're there. And I love what you're doing. I mean, we need this, we need this platform to get it out, you know, and, and you're, you're so entrepreneurial and spot on and both of you are great hosts. So I, I uh, appreciated the, this opportunity and hopefully we'll see you soon and keep saying you equals you, even when you get tired of it, even when you're sick of saying you equals you think of it. There are a lot of people who don't know yet. So we have to keep, keep saying it and getting it out there. All right. And changing Sounds the great. world for people with HIV. Okay. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Oh, Brady, it's been great having you sit next to me. We might have to do it again next week. I'm telling you, Robert, it has been fun. I, have, I haven't enjoyed a Sunday afternoon this long, and I can't remember when. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sunday. Really fun. I actually, I, I'm hoping uh, we actually went into overtime with the show, and usually when it goes into overtime, you won't hear it streaming live, but it's still recording. So I'm praying that all of this has been saved and is there, so – Hope you all have a great week, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Pause I Am Radio, your dose of hope. Connect with the show at pauseiamradio.com or on social media, and we'll see you next time.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.